You're listening to a show on the Planet Film Podcast feed. All right, everybody, welcome. So, as you know, obviously, this is not live, live on tape. Uh, it's still premiering at the normal time, cross our fingers, tomorrow at 8 p.m., uh, if the YouTube gods are with us. Um, so, uh, just before we get into it, uh, before we introduce ourselves, um, just basically, this is going to be the last show for me for, like, about a week. Hopefully, I'm only going to miss one main show. Um, the other shows I will not be on, I won't be able to make it, um, but hopefully this show I will not be on next week, but hopefully in two weeks' time I'll be on it. For the main show, we're still working on, um, I'm going to try and get everything sent over to TJ so that he can at least just record it. Um, and then maybe when I get the, um, so it probably won't be live, but maybe when I get everything set up at the new house, I'll be able to put it up online for you guys. Um, we're still working out the details with that. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it. As always, my name is Sean Monk. And I'm TJ Cornwell. And this is the Planet Film Podcast. Welcome. So, uh, with the brief intro aside, um, as we were saying, this is being recorded in advance. Um, we're recording this on Monday, so just quick disclaimer up at the top. Um, if we uh, miss any sort of news or anything that comes out on Tuesday, which does tend to happen, we've had several times where it comes out right before we go online, um, that we just won't be able to get to it. Um, we'll probably tweet about it if it's something huge and like earth shattering. If not, we'll just catch it in the next show. We'll get caught up. Um, but that would be why if we miss any like huge glaring things, uh, if you guys are like, why didn't they cover that? Um, also this is going to be a YouTube premiere. So still feel, feel free, watch it. You know, um, we won't be able to read it back. Um, but, you know, if you guys want to, still sound off in the live chat. You're still going to have that option on the YouTube premiere. Um, it's still going to be, like we said, at the same time. We're just going to let you guys know about it with the tweet tomorrow and everything. Um, so go ahead and still use the live chat. You know, talk to each other or anything like that. Comment on what we're talking about. We will see it. Um, when we do come back, we'll let you guys know what we thought. You know, if there's any good uh, opinions, just like we do when we read them off on the live show. Um but yeah, other than that, it's probably going to be a quick show today. Um, oh, and then just the reason uh, that we're doing it like this, TJ's got a commitment tomorrow, um, and then this upcoming week is finally I'm, I'm moving. So I have, for those who haven't seen my uh, computer setup video I'm on the channel, I have a big computer setup that I have to dismantle, and I, I'm going to finally get it all dismantled and everything in the next couple of days. So that's why I will not be on next week, and then next week when the show normally is, is actually the day that we get the keys and stuff and move in on. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and, uh, chug through what we got. We do actually, I say it's going to be a short show, but we do actually have a decent amount of news and we are doing a review, but it's not going to be a film review. Um, so TJ and I, we both, um, played through the entire campaign of, the Avengers game, the new game by Marvel Games and Square Enix, um, played through that. So we are going to be giving you our thoughts. Not going to be probably as in depth or as long as a film review. Just going to give us uh, give the overall feel of what we thought of the game, um, and then maybe some uh, light spoiler talk as well. 
Um, but let's go ahead and uh, get right into it. So what have you been up to, TJ? I know that you have something you want to talk about. Um, I'll let yeah. you talk about that. And then I have <clears throat> something that I want you to talk about as well. So we will get okay. to that. Um, well, I got my uh, COVID test finally. Um, oh, there we go. It's uh, Saturday. Saturday. Uh, I keep forgetting it's Monday. It kind of feels like a Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. So we're waiting on those results. I did get there. It's good. It's funny because uh, I ha- I'm supposed to have one on Wednesday that I had made like a few days ago because mm-hmm. it was like, uh, as I was saying, I think last week, it's been a pain to get one for me, at least. Everybody else seems to be fine. But um, so uh, I, got, I made my work made one for me and I got there on Saturday and they were like, what's your name? And I was like, Timothy Cornwell. And they were like, well, we don't have you. <laughs> I was like, oh, my I was gosh. like, OK, they took my stuff. They took it anyway. Like they took mm-hmm. down my information stuff. Um, uh, what else? What else? That's about it for me. I mean, I've just been kind of the past two days. We've just kind of been playing Avengers. Um, well, do you have the what you want to talk about with? The, oh, yeah. Uh, want, game. Want, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other we'll game. Now. OK, so yeah, yeah, yeah. last week, um, Mario All-Stars was announced. Uh, 3D All Stars. Sorry, because I believe Mar- they released Mario All Stars like with like Super Mario Bros. Three and regular Super Mario Bros. and just like a bunch of different games. I think it was like on Wii U or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're releasing Super Mario 3D All Stars. Okay, so, but also just quick on with this announcement, um, it was like they have like their conferences. They call them Nintendo Directs. They're usually about like 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else they announced was uh this like game and watch like retro um like you know how they really re-release like SNES stuff like that? Yeah, it's like a game watch type thing, just like that. Okay. Um what else did they do? They also announced a bunch of games coming to Switch online. Uh, I believe they were I don't remember which ones they were. But they're also releasing like a Super Mario Brothers like competitive mode where I guess it was like a Tetris game that just came out where it's like you when you're running, you can mess with other people that you're playing against. Um, and then the big news. The big news that they announced, which I just talked, which I just said was Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which includes Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy. OK, so. Now. As I'm saying this, you're probably like, oh, they remastered all the games. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's this whole big thing. Maybe new sequences, maybe a couple maybe, of new, like, levels or something. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's not it at all. Nope. Not oh, even boy. close. So first of all, we're releasing it. This is this is fine. They're releasing it in one cartridge. So it's going to be like all three games on one. You pay $60 for all three games. Yeah. Um, but it's a limited release. <laughs> So you can only get it till March 2021, and it comes out on the 18th of September, I believe. Okay. Yeah, 18th of September. Um, so it's digital. You can get it digitally or uh, physically, but both of them are uh, only you're only able to get both until March, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> um, which a lot of people have people calling it like the whole Disney vault thing where Disney like is like, ah, you can't get this movie anymore. We're going to put it away so you can't have it anymore. Yeah. Um, and the other thing with the game, is, the games are they're not remastered at all. So basically, I think like 64, 
when they showed the video, it didn't look any different. Like it literally looks like the game that came out. I don't even know what year it came out, but the same game that came out of Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a different, uh, it's high res. It's like up res. So it, it's like widescreen now, I think. So it'll fit like the switch, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like both handheld. Yeah, I'm looking and, at it. I'm looking docked. at it right here. Uh, I got yeah. it pulled up on screen. That, um, that, not much of a difference. Yeah. Not a, not so a $60 that, difference. Yeah. And it's the same thing with galaxy and sunshine. It's like the same thing where they're not like remastered. They're not like reskinned. So it's not like 4k skins. Like, cause you'll see like on Reddit, like people, cause if you like, you can take the game and just download the ROM. A lot of people do and then emulate it on your yeah. PC and just play it like that. And then you can like get different texture packs to like make the skins look better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and somebody like did that and made it like 4k and it looked amazing. And it's like, why couldn't you just do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and this is one of the, I always say like, and full disclosure, I've already pre-ordered this. So it's like, they already have my money, but I'm still going to complain because Nintendo always does these things that I just don't, they, they just make no sense. And, yeah. and it's, this is on top of the fact, like, I feel like these games should already be, even though they're doing this, I feel like they should already be on the Nintendo Switch like online thing with the subscription service. Yes, because I have I have delved a little bit into that on my Switch with like the two packs yeah. that they have where you can get like old school Metroid, old school, like even like Yoshi games and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they have like, like SNES and then they have NES games. Yeah. But that's like it. That's all they have really. And it doesn't include um, any of these premium titles. Like give me yeah, like give me the Nintendo sixty fours, give me the GameCubes, like, you know. You know, I'm I'm give I want to give you my money, like, and obviously you're gonna take it here, but I yeah. will pay. I will keep keep re-upping a Switch subscription service online, even though it's not that expensive mm-hmm. to play those games. You know, like I want Ocarina of Time, I want um, Majora's Mask, I want my, all the Metroids, like, and that's the Princess Zelda games. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Games? I was making oh, okay. that Jeopardy, it's the like, one Jeopardy meme where she says Princess Zorba oh, <laughs> instead yeah. of Zelda. It's like it's like just just put them on there. It's yeah. I just don't understand like what why why like why can't it's you? It's like you said because they, they want to make it they want to make it even more artificially rare by by making it a exactly. limited release so that then in five yeah. years they can release it again for a month instead yeah. of three I months mean, and then it's even the more. Reason I'm more apt to buy is because I've never played Galaxy and I've never played Sunshine. So I yeah. want to play those. Um, 64, I think I played when you can download it onto the Wii. Um, so oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I played that already. But yes. And yeah, it's just it's it's very frustrating because all the fans like every, I feel like a lot of people grew up with Nintendo. Like you didn't. I feel like some people like or. I shouldn't say most people like I for one did not grow up like playing PlayStation or Xbox. I grew up playing like GameCube. Mm-hmm. So it's like I want that nostalgia. So it's yeah. like just put it on the freaking switch because it's like I know you can do it because you did it with the Wii. Mm-hmm. You ported them all over to the Wii. And even if I even if you make me buy them like I did, um, like I did on the Wii, like the Wii Shop channel, you had to buy the games. Obviously, mm-hmm. they weren't. I don't think they were as expensive. Um, they're probably like around 30 bucks or something like that. And obviously you'd only be getting a person's one time payment if you put them on switch online. But even if you just like port them over the switch, it's like, I will buy them just like, and I, and a lot of people, I feel like everybody would buy them. Anybody who wants to play the games, they're going to buy them. Yeah. Anybody so who, who's a fan or wants the newer yeah. version. Yeah. Like, like Brandon, like our friend Brandon, 
Brandon, I feel like would definitely buy that. Um, yeah. Even though he's like beat all the games, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's just like they make it so hard to be a fan of Nintendo. It's because they just always are like, eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you want this? No, you don't. I'm going to show you what you want. It's like, no, that's not what I want. I want what you're not going to give me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that was my, that was my rant. But again, full disclosure, they already have my money. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like old man yelling at cloud. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. So the thing that I want you to talk about, though, is finally one of the things we talk about on the podcast all the time is I will bring up a TV show and I'm like, oh, great TV show. And TJ's like, oh, I'll put it on the list. He finished two of them recently. Two of them. Oh, well, not, yeah. Not finished because there immediately was more of one. But uh, he completely finished all of Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, the return, the original two seasons, and season one of Amazon Prime's The Boys. The Boys. So hit yeah. me with a give me your quick, give me your quick non-spoiler TJ reviews. Uh, you know, like one paragraph, if you will, for for each each day. You take a little bit more time on Twin Peaks, obviously, because that's okay. hours and hours and hours. But yeah, um, The Boys, I thought was a great first season. That ending, I was like, oh, I didn't see that one coming because you know. They kind of subvert your expectations oh, because yeah. also you're kind of throughout the whole entire show. I was kind of like, I think around episode four or five, I was like, why is, why that. is Butcher doing what he's doing? Yeah. You know, it's like, why is he like this? Mm. Um, and I like the, um, the relationship between, um, oh my God, Starlight and uh, Huey. Yeah. Um, I like that. They kind of go back and forth and, you know, et cetera. Um, I I just I just like the whole concept that it's like superheroes aren't the good guys, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even with like with that, it's still like the boys are still like not great people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, and I just love the yeah. like the names too, like Milkman or Mother Milk, Mother's Mother's Milk. milk. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it a comic? Is it oh, based yeah, on yeah, the comic? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah. That's what I thought. I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, and then um, in that, I mean, not a spoiler, but just in that show, Simon Pegg plays Huey's father because oh, in the right, comic right, book, yeah. He's Huey, Huey is based on Simon Pegg in the comic book. It oh, looks it okay. looks like Simon Pegg, and it, he acts like Simon Pegg. Like, yeah. it, so that's why, but they were like, well, Simon Pegg's too old to play Huey now, mm-hmm. so they cast him as his dad, who also is a pretty good yeah. character in the comic, yeah. and also a, a decent character yeah. in the show, too, decent size. Yeah. Um, overall, for the boys, I'd have to say it's like a must-watch, in my opinion. I feel like Boom. if you're not watching it, it's like you're missing out. Yeah. Uh, on to the next, okay? I have differing opinions on all of these. All right. Or is it on so, to the first? Onto the first or the yeah. before so we're gonna, or the backwards. We're gonna we're gonna start with uh Twin Peaks, the original series, so season one and two. Um <clears throat> so Twin Peaks season one, I would say is the best Twin Peaks out of all four. So season one, season two, the movie, and, and season three, uh, the return, return. The yeah. return. Um Twin Peaks season one, I feel like is such an original idea in just like it's kind of like off the wall. It's it's it, it's only something that could come from David Lynch. And of course, Mark Frost is Daniel always reminds me is that he also wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. not just David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, and being not that big, like I saw the only David Lynch movie I had seen was Eraserhead. And I was kind of like, I liked it. 
but I was really? like, what, it, what am I watching? Like, you know, yeah. like, what is this? Um, so season one, I really liked uh, season two. And I like had stopped. I had finished season one because I think it's like eight episodes or so. Like the mm-hmm. first episode's like an hour and a half. And then the next are like 45 minutes. Yeah. So I finished season one. I started season two, but I had taken like a really big gap in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just started up when we moved in, you know, a few weeks ago. And I, we had, we, I was just kind of running through it. Um, season two, I think, in my opinion, gets off track in the middle. We have a lot of different subplots going on that uh, kind of move away from Laura Palmer and her story. And, you know, because as soon as yes. I mean, are we spo- it's it's an old series. Are we like spoiling it or does it matter? Or? Uh, depends. On, I mean, I guess it would depend on what it is. What do you do? You have like, a, well, you OK, say as the soon name? as we yeah, I'm just going to say like her dad's name. Like oh, as soon okay. as we find out who just the Leland stuff is, with Leland, just the stuff with yeah. Leland. And as soon two. as it exactly yeah, yeah. like as soon as we go there, I feel like there's a few episodes mm-hmm. after that where it's like, well, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say um, that's not really a sp- for the people listening. It's not really yeah. a spoiler. It's just her dad. It takes on kind of a different role in the show in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I so, totally agree. Totally agree. You know, and it's kind of like it's just I don't know. And don't get me wrong. Like the the last like episode of the season i was like i was like this is where it ends because i yeah. did i i knew about the, well i mean if i was watching it like 10 years ago before the return i've been like well what what is this like yeah. are you gonna follow it up or anything so now that there is obviously a follow-up um so yeah overall season two not as good as the first one still like still like it there's a few episodes in there i mean i can't name them like off the top of my head but mm-hmm. it's still like a a decent season but it's it gets off track you know? yeah um the movie so twin peaks fire walk with me mm-hmm. um, which for those who don't know is a prequel, prequel set yes. like just a few days before basically leading yeah. up to the original show um with all and the same it does cast, not have should say except donna oh that's right yes does not yes, have yes. the same donna. yes yes um, which apparently right. she I think it was she didn't want to come back because she didn't like the way she was written in the second season or something like that. Yeah, something like um, that. And not enough Kyle MacLachlan, I'll tell you right now. I he After this, I want to watch everything he's ever been in. After Bro, watching Twin Peaks, I love you, him. You know what you got to watch <laughs> next? What you and uh, Danielle both have to watch next yeah. is Portlandia. I heard that he's on that he show. Or what, what is that on? I don't know if it's on anything now. They used to have all the seasons on Netflix. Oh, I it's think. over? Uh. I don't really know. It was like one of those oh, okay. things where it was like for like a while, it was only seven seasons. Then all of a sudden, yeah. a couple of years ago, they were like, oh, here, but there's a season eight. And then yeah. there just hasn't <laughs> been a new one. I don't think it's been yeah. like officially canceled. I think it's just like on indefinite hiatus, hiatus. Or, or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think they're on Netflix, but he is amazing so, yeah. in Portlandia. So obviously after or during when I was watching the movie, obviously I was like, oh, he's not going to be in it. Really? Mm-hmm. He's in it, I think, for like five minutes max yeah um and the movie was like i didn't think of like i looked at like the metacritic score and it was like terrible and i was like i don't think it's like that bad like yeah i i liked it but and i saw like the reason for it like i liked like the background but like it honestly made me hate laura <laughs> like if i remember yeah. correctly about it because i just couldn't stand her being like too different like that just really bothered me even though i know that's like the whole aspect of her is like She's two different people. Like, yeah, Donna, you don't really know me. And there's just some really weird like things like when they're in the club with uh, well, Donna, 
and then Jacques Renault, I think, is there. Oh, Jacques Renault, like two man. other guys. Yeah. I was like, what? What is this? Like, what are yeah. we watching here? And of course, it's you know, it's just David Lynch and Mark Frost in their minds. Like, yep, yep, I, exactly. This We're is how it somewhere. works. Just trust me. This exactly, is how it works. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so if we had to do a quick ranking, I'd probably do like Twin Peaks season one. Oh yeah, where would you put the return? Two. The return, I would put three. What are three. your What would be your thoughts on on return? The return, I, you know, I just don't like. I don't know. Like, I just come on. You don't I like don't, a whole. You don't like a whole. Episode I wanted of Ben knocking on a on a wall. Or whatever. I wanted more of all these characters, and it seems yeah. like he brought some of he wrote he wrote some of them very small parts just to be like, oh, there's there's uh Audrey, like there she is, and there's Ben. Yeah, like Ben actually had like kind of a story. Audrey had nothing. There was no point in her being in the show at all yeah Nothing. i was actually i was surprisingly <laughs> i was fine with um with uh god it's been so long i can't remember his name yeah. but ben and his brother i was fine i was yeah fine no with exactly that i was like oh ben there he is yeah like <laughs> i didn't need it which is weird because in the original two seasons it's like yeah ben's a big part of it but like audrey's mm-hmm. the main like one that you're following of that family but yeah. then it's like but yeah. then in the return i was like i'm in on this Give yeah. me more of the of the but lodge. it's just like, Audrey two for two episodes arguing with this small husband that like about I want to go I want to go to the bar. Well, put your coat on. I don't want to put my coat on. Well, put your coat on. I don't want to put my coat on. It's like what are we talking about yeah. here? You know, it's like what what am yeah. I watching? <laughs> um, yeah, and I just I wanted more like Coop. You know, I didn't you don't yeah. get him until the last two episodes. I think it is. Yeah. And now granted, for those who want to watch it, you get a ton of Kyle McLaughlin. It's just the way the just return not, is yeah. structured. You get a ton of Kyle McLaughlin. But like yeah. he said, Coop is not in it that much. You get you get some I mean, uh, like Gordon and Diane and like yeah, that oh, whole yeah. dynamic is solid. That's my favorite part is is the Gordon stuff. The the actual FBI stuff is my favorite part of of the return. E- yeah, even I mean, more so than than the Twin Peaks, like the actual town of Twin Peaks stuff. Th- through the first, oh, wait, and I want more of that. Like I need more mm-hmm. like Twin Peaks. Uh, the also, town. um, what's it called? Uh, um, oh, he just recently died. Um, Robert Forrester uh, coming back yeah. to fill in for because Harry, the actor that plays Harry, had retired long ago from acting, so he came in to yeah. play the new. Oh, sheriff. that's what it was. Yeah, okay. I was, was just wondering so why he didn't good. come back. Yeah, he just reti- He was just one of those okay. like a Gene Hackman type that was like, "I'm yeah. done." Like, I'm um, done. but yeah, yeah Robert yeah. Forrester, so so good. Him and Andy, just yeah, the, the all, everything um, with the police department was really really good. Um, and it's just like. I I, th- I wrote this like in a letterbox review because I when I saw the letterbox reviews it was it's like fives across the board like it's mm-hmm. astounding like well you know, I think I feel like letterbox isn't a great no yeah, yeah, yeah they're very like Lynch Lynchian David Fincher no exactly like, yeah. that's because I was reading them and was like this is the best thing on TV ever and blah yeah. blah blah and I was like I was like this really did this answered a few questions this didn't mm-hmm. and then it's just it's like at the end it's like well here's another 20 questions yeah <laughs> basically don't get answered the way that i think um i can't remember who was david lynch himself but the way that somebody mm. said just to sum up the return in general was they were like it's basically <laughs> the it, it's basically like this is all the crap that happened 
before what you would expect season three to be. You know what I mean? Because it's like yeah. the show ends and it's like Cooper's back and he's like, he's like, all right, let's go get him. And then it's like that's and then it ends like and then they're just like dry. <laughs> they're just like driving through Vegas or something. And then it just like ends. Um, yeah, yeah especially like, oh, like okay because <laughs> this brings diane to the fold into the fold like you said in the first two seasons like original twin peaks you're like who the hell is diane because yeah. i'm like when is she you know is she going to come into complete come into play at some point or you know what's going mm -hmm. on here but there's just like things that like just don't like like the like the uh, guys that look like they're covered in like they're like coal miners you know what i'm talking about the guys that like squish oh, yeah. people's heads in oh yeah like got a light you know that guy oh yeah um and that then episode, they see him man, in that, that whole episode. Was... I liked that. I, I love that guy. I love yeah. the got a like guy. Oh, um, God, and then God, I, I love out. David Lynch. I love his yeah. character. I, every time he just like Gordon? starts yelling, yeah. I just, <laughs> Gordon, this is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> um, and him and, and him, Gordon and Coop's relationship is, oh my God. Fantastic. I, I love that too. Yeah. But sorry to end this. It's just, I think, yeah, like I, what I wrote is like, I just don't, it, it answered a few questions, but then it's like you have questions with Laura's mom and you have questions with, you know, especially how Laura's mom things end. And then I looked up like a theory and I was like, what? What is that? Like, what? Where did you come up with this? I was like, who? where did this person come up with it from watching these 18 episodes? Yeah. Um, it's just like a lot of questions that I had that I know will never get answered ever because mm -hmm. that's the last of Twin Peaks ever. Because I, yeah. I don't think it's ever coming back, yeah. especially because he's like, how old is he like? 80 old. something <laughs> yeah yeah he's older all right well all right oh, so that was boy. some nice twin peaks talk <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh head into new news so we just have a couple of stories here um which are going to be some uh movie news some box office news for the first time in a long time uh and then we're gonna go and cover some controversial news happenings that is uh, kind of going down with the whole Warner Brothers Ray Fisher uh, situation. So, first up here, as you can see on screen right now, is that we have the first look at Netflix uh, and David Fincher's new film, uh, Mank, which is a, about uh, Herman J. Mankiewicz. It's about the making of the film Citizen Kane, uh, it stars, oh. um, yep, yeah, it stars Gary Oldman in the titular role, uh, Tom Burke as uh, Orson Welles, Amanda Seyfried, uh, you know, a bunch of different um, actors, and obviously this is big because, you know, this is coming off the heels of uh, a couple of years now, you know, that, uh, well, maybe actually even more than that because it's, uh, you have to assume it was when it was first in production, um, which is the partnership between uh, Fincher and Netflix going back to, you know, the early seasons of, um, oh, the name just escaped me. What is the name of that show? The criminal show? Mindhunter. That's what it is. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Mindhunter. It just completely blanked out of my head. Um, so this is obviously following up on that partnership that they had a great success with, um, with that show. Uh, all right. So basically, yeah, you got a huge cast here, but the big news here is that we have some images um, so as you can see, here's one. TJ, I don't know. Did you do you have these pulled up? Are you looking at? Yeah, them? I have the article okay. pulled up. Okay. Uh, so just what are your thoughts? As I have them on screen here, there's a really good one of uh, you know, um, Gary Oldman there. Uh, what are your thoughts on these images? 
on these first images of Mank, uh, you know, kind of chronicling. Uh, I don't know if the film is going to be in black and white. It looks I was like, going to I was just wondering that to me, these pictures look like they were filmed in black and white. The lighting yeah. looks now something that what I'm talking about here is like you could take any picture and just make it black and white. But especially I'm looking at this one of Amanda Seyfried's face. You can tell she kind of looks lit for black and white. Um, like, she, it, it looks like it was intentionally lit to be a black and white scene. Um, yeah. So so what are your thoughts on the images? And what are your thoughts uh, if this film is going to be an all in black and white? Uh, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, I feel like it would make, if it's all in black and white, I feel like that would make sense because it's probably a period piece in that, you know. Um because obviously Citizen Kane is in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know much about this, but it's got a few people that interest me. And I've I've always seen, I think, three Fincher movies. So I've seen Zodiac, Social Network, and uh, Gone Girl. Which Those are good I really ones. Like. I haven't seen Gone Girl in a long time. Those are good ones. I remember it being very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Is it. So it's a Netflix? I didn't know it was Netflix. I didn't even know yep. he signed like a deal for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it's just coming off the partnership they had from uh, Mindhunter. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, I don't know if this uh, started its life as a Netflix movie or if maybe yeah. it was it moved to Netflix. I'm not sure. Um, but either way, yeah, it's going to be a Netflix movie. So again, we're seeing you know these auteur directors making these streaming service movies again just i think it's just again another indication that these streaming movies are yeah real they're real they're big they are cinema yeah they are moving in that direction um speaking of auteur directors real quick sorry this is kind of off tangent yeah uh did you see that they're sweden oh no coppola is cutting a new cut for the godfather part three Part three. Yeah. Oh my god! I, so I've seen part one and part two, and I never finished part three. I think I started to fall asleep or something. Just like when I think I'm out, <laughs> they pull me back in. That's that's the one. That uh, is the one. Why'd you do it, big Michael? News on that front as well. Why, yeah, why'd I, you do it, Michael? Exactly. Why? Oh man! I know what it a was movie. You. I know. I know it was you. <laughs> I, I killed my brother. All right. <laughs> we got we got a, one day we will review the uh, Godfathers on, on here. They will have their own episodes. Yeah. Um, but one day we will get to them. Um, all right. Yeah. So uh, um, just, yeah. Awesome uh, to see these images. Like I said, if it if the film is in black and white. Awesome. Even better. Um, this definitely gives me serious Trumbo vibes. Um, yeah. that is absolutely what this feels like to me. Um, oh, is that the uh, Brian Cranston one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all because that movie is incredible no, yeah. and his performance is incredible. I think this is going to be another one that is going to just show again how I'll say the swear word how fucking incredible Gary Oldman is as an actor. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be one that probably maybe gets him nominated we i mean time only time will tell um but yeah it's i mean it's gonna be awesome yeah you look at this cast here you got this first picture uh which is charles dance as william randolph hurst uh which <laughs> is amazing 
Um, then yeah, you, you just have so many people in here. Like we said, Tom Burke as Orson Way as Ways Orson Wells, Lily Collins as Rita Alexander, um, and then obviously Amanda Seyfried as Marion Davies, and then Gary Oldman as Herman Mankiewicz. Um, so yeah, again, just just really really excited to see that. Um, let's see if we have any sort of release dates here. Oh, sometimes this sometimes this fall. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So okay. we are in sooner fall. than expected. Yeah. Yeah. We are almost in fall. So, uh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the <laughs> other thing that I love about streaming service movies is you're like, they're like first look at Netflix is new. And then you're like, Oh, when's it coming out? And they're like in 11 yeah. days. And you're like, what? <laughs> Whereas if, if this was a theatrical movie, they would put out these pictures two years ago. They would put them out the day they were taken. You know what I mean? And yeah. be like, oh, looks like Manx coming along well. Whereas like Netflix literally just needs to put it out like a month before and then people are hooked. Um, all right. Yeah. So definitely exciting news. I'm excited to see that. Uh, we'll probably be reviewing that um, on the channel. Um, so let us go ahead and move on to our next story, which uh, the next Tenets. two stories are <laughs> as our, our segment here. I need to make a little like graphic, like the bat signal. Tenet talk, um, yeah. which is, <laughs> tenet talk. yeah, uh, some more tenet talk for you guys. I assure you, listeners, it's going to be over soon. We're going to get through this together. Uh, it, it will. This movie will die one day. Um, so basically here, uh, we are going to be talking about the fact that Tenet was released and is Christopher Nolan's first film since The Prestige which is 2006, long time ago, a lot of movies between now and then, to land a B cinema score. Uh, or I should say a B or less. Um, everything else has been B plus, A, A, A plus. Um, so th- Do you want to explain what that is real quick? Yeah, so basically what cinema score is, um, in the same way that we talked about, I think, last week about Rotten Tomatoes being an aggregate, um cinema score is i think more what people think rotten tomatoes is which is cinema mm-hmm. score is literally this is there will be a cinema score uh you know like freelancer like representative literally at a movie theater that as people come out they are handing them little sheets of paper that says how do you rank this movie how do you rank this movie how do you rank this movie and that is all tabulated to make a a cinema score and they do letter scoring mm-hmm. Uh, B minus B B B plus A minus uh, C all, all that stuff yeah yeah um, and it's a it's it's one of the I would say one of the absolute truest indications of where a movie lies with the audience um, so for me like I never look at the audience score on anything besides cinema score mm-hmm. um, d- just because it's a very real indicator because it is real people. It's it's as wide a net as you could possibly cast to kind of get yeah. uh, feedback on the film. Um, that being said, the scores are not as evenly distributed amongst all of movies as you might think. Something like a Nolan movie, that is almost every time a guaranteed something in the A range, A minus, yeah. A or A plus. Um, so this is pretty big news to have Tenet be a B. 
um as i as i said it's the first since the prestige that includes you know things like dark knight rises and stuff that may or even interstellar that maybe yeah, weren't which, weren't universally yeah. you know loved which probably contributing to that is the fact that i feel like i've seen a lot of people say that they come out of it and they just don't understand what was going on yeah um and, and don't get me wrong i mean a lot of nolan's movies are like really make you think mm-hmm. which is like good like i yeah. want like a movie to make me think about something like especially like inception because it's like what wait so this is happening but no that's a dream but wait is this a dream but what and you know this obviously again te- or tenant messes with the whole theory of time and you're going back and backwards and blah blah, blah. yeah absolutely um, but so like it so like i wonder i would compare that to actually let me just look it up real quick um i want to compare that to what uh inception was because mm-hmm. I feel like they have like similar plot devices. Yeah, but right? I feel like people have said that Tenet go Ten Tenet is his most. Uh, I don't want to use the word meandering. B plus. Oh, okay, so, yeah. So B plus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, that's the thing with CinemaScore is that the difference between a B and B plus is like thousands of votes. Mm-hmm. Like it's a big yeah. difference. Um, that's yeah. why like when the let when the movie lies in the letter it lies in it's very hard to change after that mm-hmm. um that's why it's a very very good indicator because that that means if people if if the majority of people put it as a b it's a b like you could almost take that to the bank yeah um but yeah what i've heard is you know i've heard that this is kind of the one where he in, maybe indulges himself too much uh, mm-hmm. in the whole kind of like we were just talked about with david lynch where he kind of goes too far into his little nolan isms you know what i mean <laughs> i've heard that from a lot of different reviews that's like that's like uh like i saw one review that was just like um my review for tenant and it was the jim halpert gift from the office where he just looks in the camera and he goes what is going on <laughs> and, I was, and i was like oh boy that does not yeah. uh bode well for yeah. the film um, um but box office yeah the flip side to this which is our second tenant story is uh tenant is soaring well above expectations um for box office um internationally that is i should say uh it's doing okay here domestically there are very very few theaters open um that right now there's a, probably just a couple hundred out of the thousands of of screens that you know are in mm-hmm. american cinemas um, but there's just a couple hundred, um, a couple hundred, uh, for Regal and AMC both, um, in also it, it's hard to explain cause it's a couple hundred theaters for those two big chains, but the places that have theaters open are very small markets. Um, so it's not like there are hundreds yeah. of theaters open like a town in, in North Dakota or something like that. Exactly. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. not like there are hundreds of theaters open yeah. in California, or in yeah. New York, like those are specifically the places that there are not. And I think that what we were what we talked about months back is I think it's like New York and California account for like 60 percent of all domestic earnings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not quite um, the domestic rollout, uh, you know, that normal movies see. That's why it's yeah. not performing as well domestically. But I feel like for pandemic numbers, I feel like this is. I feel like this is an un. I feel like this is an unsafe amount of tickets being sold. Yeah, like I, <laughs> like I saw that it was way more than I thought. I was like, oh, way 20 more. million? 
Yes. I was like, oh, for domestic? So basically, <laughs> here, let me throw the numbers up on screen. So here we are looking at, now you got to keep in mind, tenant, you're talking a budget, at least they're saying that I think rumors were between mm-hmm. 150 and $200 million. Like it's a Chris Nolan yeah. movie. It's not a franchise, but you got to mm-hmm. understand if you don't know the clout that Chris Nolan has in Hollywood, his yeah. movies are big. They cost a ton and they are marketed to hell. This movie even more so because this movie had like five or six big marketing pushes because it yeah. kept going. <laughs> like that's the thing that people don't know. That's the thing that really you got to think about all these movies that keep getting put. This is just a quick aside. All these movies that keep getting pushed. That's more and more marketing. Like I think about no time to die, like no time to die just this week started back up on their uh ad campaign mm-hmm. and it's like they were done with their ad campaign their marketing budget was done and now they have yeah. to do it all over again like i can't even <laughs> imagine how much money that adds by literally just having to start over your marketing campaign mm-hmm. because you had no choice god man do you remember that day that we were working in the theater and it was that day that everything went to hell and they announced that James Bond got delayed. It I think was we were same. working together. We're like, oh, that's canceled. We're like, we're like Wonder Woman. Well, happy. And they're like, nope, pushing yeah. that. And then- <laughs> well, just think about Remember, we heard November. November? Yeah. And then we were like, Fast and Furious is getting pushed to 2021? No yeah, way. Okay. These people are crazy. <laughs> well, it's now September, and uh, there's no end in sight. Yeah. um so i, I just sorry, it's like i just because I, I, I love what because i saw this tweet that people were like i love what what people people sitting here saying 2020 is a wash like 2021 coronavirus is gonna go away mm-hmm. <laughs> january 1st oh, man january yeah. 1st it's gone it's like well it's like an airbnb you know we booked it for a year yeah. um oh if we booked it for a year though we have to wait until like february though um mm-hmm. all right so anyways back to tenant talk um so the numbers that i had on screen there for you guys uh you saw there domestically it's made um uh 20 million and two hundred thousand dollars so basically 20.2 million uh in the states internationally it's picked up 126 million which that domestic number is what people were expecting they were expecting around yeah. 20 million for the domestic numbers um, they were maybe expecting a little bit more um, than 20 million because the, these are very conservative. You got to remember all all the projections and stuff come from the studio, so they always go low with their projection with their mm-hmm. projections. Um, so 20 million is good. It's not great, but it's good. Um, what yeah. is fantastic is they were expecting like 35 to 50 million for the international. And that ranked in over a hundred million. Um, that was yeah. like crazy money. They were not expecting that big of an opening at all. Um, yeah, like you see here, uh, countries like you got France bringing in almost eleven million by itself. Uh, U- UK almost fifteen million, and and it just keeps adding up and adding up and adding up in all of these different countries and territories. And this is just what they are um, putting. Like, yeah, you see Australia who Australia and New Zealand, you know, they've been doing pretty good with the virus as of late. They hauled in, you know, almost 6 million. 
um, South Korea, almost uh, $6 million as well. And then even Vietnam. Vietnam, you pulling in a million dollars in Vietnam? That's not bad at all. Um, and then also, it hit big in China. China, China yeah. is something that hit huge for this movie. They were they they didn't even think that China was going to be an option to open, um, yeah. and it ended up being an option right at the last second, um, and it made over thirty million dollars uh, in China, which is huge. And you got to remember, this is the first time we're getting numbers in, so this movie just started in its release. Um, so who knows where these numbers are going to go in the future? It um, could go up, could go down. You could see a massive spike, just the same uh, at, at the same chance i would say that you could see a massive plummet um but what are your thoughts tj what are your thoughts on the numbers on uh tenants performance specifically in the international space uh in europe and asia as well um i'm not really surprised because i feel like every other country is doing better than us um again if uh if this was like regular like think of this as like a normal year that'd be awful i feel like Especially, obviously, oh, like, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, obviously, they still have a long way to go before they can make their money back. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, I, I, I want to see it still. Uh, obviously, I'll wait. Um, by the way, full disclosure: my LEDs are actually falling off the wall right behind me. If you yeah. see that in my mirror, you, yeah, you can see it in the mirror. <laughs> well, it'll keep um, the show interesting, I guess. Yeah. So. Uh, um, there it goes. <laughs> there it goes. Well, all right. That was funny. We're good. We're good. Okay. Oh, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what it does. I don't, I'm hoping they release. They won't anytime soon, but I'm hoping they release a VOD soon. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, are they going to keep it in? Also, okay, let's wrap up Tenet Talk. I think it's going to be a while. I think Warner Brothers and Chris Nolan are going to hold on to this tightly. Let's switch over. This is not in our notes, but you just saying that. Mulan. Okay, we're switching over here. Disney Plus talk. Mulan Mulan is making bank. I don't have the the numbers, but Mulan, it's really hard to budge on the trending page on Disney Plus. It's not one of those things like Netflix where Netflix just puts something out and all of a sudden it's number one on trending. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus is completely an algorithm based on viewership. And Mulan's been released for five days. Something like that. Five, four or five days. Something like that, yeah. The first day of its release, it it started, I think, at number 11 on trending. And then it climbed to three, then two, and now one. And it's sitting at one. It overtook The Mandalorian as number one trending um, mm. on Disney Plus um and something that had mixed reviews i've heard too because i've heard some people are not exactly yes yeah 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 he's not he doesn't mean like two like the number two like like yeah the movie's gotten mixed reviews uh and i have absolutely heard that um but yeah apparently it is performing really well um so what i will say is i think disney is absolutely going to put black widow on disney plus domestically and i think they're going to release it theatrically internationally that's what i think they're gonna do um and and it might even be further than that 
it might mm-hmm. just be um well i shouldn't say that i think yeah i think domestically they're gonna release it on disney plus they're gonna do that model and then i think well actually it doesn't like cost them anything so my guess is is that they would just put it on all of disney plus with that option um and then i think they would also do the thing where they just release it in as many theaters as they can because i mean if you have something where tenant is making 146 million imagine how much they would make if they did let's just say like 40 dollars for that premiere access tier of Mm -hmm. disney plus and this model they could have an opening weekend of like 200 million dollars which is still a little bit lower than maybe you would want for something like black widow but in a pandemic an opening of 200 million (laughs) dollars is incredible and i guarantee you i guarantee all of you black widow i don't know this for sure but in just my heart and what i've heard i guarantee you black widow probably cost less than tenant I, I like Marvel. Oh, yeah, Marvel probably. makes expensive movies, but they do not waste money at mm-hmm. Marvel or at Disney as a whole. Uh, I feel like uh, Tenant is a lot of wasted money. There's no reason a movie like that needed to cost three hundred million dollars. Um, but yeah, that's my take on it. I mean, I said you know a couple weeks back that I I I thought genuinely I thought they're gonna put it on Disney Plus. Now I'm actually even more confident in that. I think that they are going to release it on Disney Plus domestically, especially. Um, and then they're going to try to and then they're just going to put it in whatever theaters are open to show it as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think that kind of hybrid model, uh, I think, would be would be great. Um, the only trick I could see with that is the whole thing of, you know, theaters say, you know, well, we're not going to show it if you put it on VOD. Now, that's that's NATO. That's the that's the American, um, you know, theater union uh, that has yeah. that rule. I don't know what the rules are uh, for PVOD releases internationally, um, mm-hmm. but if they're able to do it, if they're allowed to do a, a hybrid release like that, I think that's going to be the best bang for your buck. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it goes that route eventually. Um, all right. So now our last uh, story here is going to be kind of a big story but we're not going to touch on all of it because there have been so many developments over the past week um which is everything that's going on with ray fisher and warner brothers um so this started a couple of weeks before dc fandom um and this is that ray fisher basically called out on his twitter just called right out tagged him and everything uh jeff johns joss whedon and um oh let me get the correct name of the third guy uh john berg uh those are the three um so basically let me i'm just scrolling through the tweets just to get the tweets here um because this whole thing's kind of just been going down on twitter that's where it's been going down um so let me get this original thread see i don't know about this though that, like this is crazy it's sorry i just read something where 
where AT&T, the parent company of Warner, yeah, like tweeted a cyborg gif. What? And then he retweeted it with like a little heart emoji. So it's like I don't know who they think is in the wrong here because like something that you'll see in in what I'm about to read is that Warner Media and Warner Brothers mm-hmm. Pictures, although they uh, harbor over the same material, they're two different companies. Different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're they're both owned by AT&T though, which is like what mm-hmm. it just is so weird like so it looks like maybe he has the support of the parent company. Um, yeah. but maybe not the support of Warner <laughs> Brothers so weird. Pictures. Because it's yeah, cause that it's, would be so weird because it's you're like you're supporting the, the actor against your subsidiary. And this whole thing is happening while he is in deep, deep talks to not cameo to co-star in the flash. He's still yeah. into isn't, like, isn't like he he's supposed not to get done his with the character. Own movie too didn't they bring yeah. it back up or something he's still slated to have a solo movie and to be the co-star yeah. of the flash while all of this is happening um mm-hmm. okay so basically i'm just going to start with this tweet um there there have been more so basically the whole thing is that he basically said that joss whedon made a very um uncomfortable inappropriate unprofessional work environment on the justice league um yeah. i don't even, i hesitate to even call them reshoots uh, just on the Joss Whedon portion of Justice League um, on that set. Uh, And basically he said, and he was not uh, not put in check by the producers, Jeff Johns and John Berg. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, Jeff Johns is a humongous part of DC. He is a massive part of DC. Um, He he has his hands in the movies. He has his hands in the TV shows. And he definitely has his hands in the comics. He used to be the head of the comics. He since has stepped oh. down from that to focus more on producing. Um, and then Jim Lee has taken over since uh, to run the comic side of things. Um, so Jeff Johns is a big guy. This John Berg guy, I'm not too familiar with. It sounds like he's just a regular, you know, just producer. I'm um, just like a mm-hmm. Hollywood producer. Um, basically, so then what happened this week is Ray Fisher tweeted something out saying um let me just find it real quick he said so you can better understand how deep this goes colon after talking after speaking out about justice league i received a phone call from the president of dc films he doesn't name him here but that's walter hamada um wherein he attempted to throw joss whedon and jeff berg under the bus in hopes that I would relent on Jeff Johns. I will not, period. And then he said, and then he said, A over E, which is his whole thing with this, which is accountability over, over entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like the whole thing that he's been talking about with this is that is that you got to have accountability over entertainment. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that's big. That's basically, he put on his personal social media page that he said the president of DC Films, which he doesn't name, but anyone can look up, and anyone who's a DC fan that <laughs> yeah. watched DC Fandom <laughs> knows is Walter Hamada. He literally said he attempted to throw Joss Whedon and John Berg under the bus. So basically, listen, we can denounce the actions of these two guys, but you cannot taint Jeff John's name, which makes sense mm-hmm. because, like I just said, Jeff Johns is a huge part of everything at DC slash Warner Media. He's yeah. a humongous part of it. 
Um, and that's just like, it's just terrible to hear that. Um, so then basically Warner Brothers shot back uh, because clearly Walter Hamada saw that and was very upset, I'd assume. Yeah. Um, and so Warner shot back by saying, listen, there is an open investigation going on in this. And Ray Fisher is not even cooperating with the investigation. Like they, they basically were like, don't even listen to this guy. He's not even helping us with the investigation that he wanted us to start. Um, to which a, a lot of people, I saw people. It's really kind of sad to me um, because that I people saw people were like people were hopping like, off the train. Yeah, Ray people <laughs> people were like, yeah, see, I knew it. He's just being a drama queen, just trying to yeah, start exactly. stuff. Yeah. And then Ray Fisher uh, tweeted this, and he just said, thank you for all the support and for seeing through at Warner Brothers Pictures de desperate and scattershot attempt to discredit me to continue protecting those in power. That's what he's talking about when, when mm -hmm. Warner Brothers Pictures said he's not uh, cooperating. And then Ray Fisher was like, listen, I got the receipts, bro. Um, yeah. He, I said, <laughs> he said, I met with the investigator, with the investigator via Zoom, on August 26th. So this is um, this is right after Fandom or right before? Right after Fandom. Um, he said, below is an email I sent to my team and to SAG-AFTRA, which is, you know, the SAG Association, the Screen Actors Guild, mm -hmm. um, immediately after. It says, hey, crew. Let me throw up the picture. It says here, this is from Ray Fisher's official Twitter. He says, and they, you see the date right here on, on Gmail. It says August mm -hmm. 26, 2020, 12.49 p.m. Hey, crew, jo just got off the line with the investigator. Had to end the interview early before going into detail with him. He's definitely been put on the case by Warner Brothers Pictures, not Warner Media. Again, yeah. Warner Media being the parent company, uh, and then AT&T being the parent company of Warner Media. Um, so, again, it kind of sounds like warner media and at&t are on his side but he's getting no help from warner brothers pictures basically so he says he's definitely been put on the case by warner brothers pictures not warner media his findings will go directly and and solely to warner brothers pictures legal he also had another person on the line as a witness which we were not made aware of i told him i needed to have a rep on the line as security for myself he tried to keep me on the line but I told him I would need to consult my team before proceeding. Can we jump on a call to discuss soon? Best Ray. So that right there absolutely sounds mm -hmm. to me like he tried to cooperate with the investigation and they said, okay, well, you're not cooperating the way that we want you to. We want you to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which basically means like they didn't want him to have his legal counsel on the phone yeah. which is yeah what like what? i don't know yeah. yeah i don't know what <laughs> that is um so basically uh he he was like i am cooperating clearly mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know so what so now that all that's out what what do you uh think of all this what are your thoughts on everything uh, how are you feeling on this whole situation? What do you think um, the end game is that's going to happen with this? I don't know. Um, I think <clears throat> I think what's going to happen is we're going to find out that uh, he's probably he's correct. And 
they'll get a slap on the wrist, and that's about it. That's all that's going to happen. Because, yeah. like, I don't think that. Do I think this is going to end Joss Whedon's career as a director? No, I think he'll direct many, many, many movies after this. Um, what his name's Jeff Johns? Is that what you said? The two producers. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Jeff Johns uh, and John Bird. Yeah. Um, I think that they'll still go on to produce multiple movies. Um, and then. Yeah, with Ray Fisher, I almost feel like he'll get the short end of the stick where, because I feel like he hasn't been in anything since Justice League. Like, it did him a disservice almost when he was yeah. in the movie. No, and also, this is something, too, that <clears throat> uh, now, th- this is something that because he is doing this, the only other thing I can think of is maybe, like, Disney, because Disney is very, um, Disney is very, uh, wants the image of we're doing everything right everything we do is good Mm -hmm. we're trying our best at all times not really the case with the john boyega news um which i guess do you want to talk about the john boyega stuff too um we could touch on it really quick but yeah so i I won't i won't pull it up yeah i won't pull it up at all um but i won't even say on the back of this because who mm-hmm. knows when that uh, I think it was GQ. I think it was GQ UK. Who knows when that article was interviewed, when he was interviewed for that article? Um, like, who knows when he actually spoke about that? It could have been because he saw the Ray Fisher t- situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't say either way because I don't know. Um, but basically. John Boyega had this huge basically he was the cover spread of GQ UK this past uh, week. And he did not relent on anything with his experience with Star Wars. Yeah. He basically went full on. Uh, he did not Disney bash. He he didn't really bash anyone. But what he said was. Everyone knew. He said Adam knew meeting Adam Driver. Daisy knew Daisy Ridley. They got all the finesse. They got all the story. Um, mm-hmm. but people like me, people like, uh, Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran, <laughs> he said, even pe- even like, uh, Oscar Isaac too, to a certain extent, like got sidelined and it's like, yeah, you can see that. Just wrong. watch the movies. Yeah. You can see that. I mean, it's, I mean, Finn became a meme with shouting Ray that like, that's his only say, line. How many times does he say that in the movie? Like, exactly. It's like, it's like the only thing he says. <laughs> and um well and uh what do you want to say and he made it very clear he said in the article he said and don't harp on jj abrams that's not who i'm talking about so again yeah it's not quite like ray fisher where ray fisher is literally adding people Calling names yeah. yeah um john boyega was just like don't he's basically his whole thing was like don't play around you know what the vibe was you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I don't yeah. need to name names because you know what you did. You sidelined and marginalized the characters of color in the new trilogy. Um, and basically, I think the, the best thing out of that that we'll just, I guess, wrap up the John Boyega stuff is he said, uh, because I think the GQ interviewer said, do you have anything to say directly to Disney? And he said, which is what a <laughs> lot of, I think, I think fans of color and especially I think male African-American fans yeah. um, have been saying for years, which is like John Boyega said, you don't take the first, the, all the promotion for the first movie 
and prop up a character of color to make him seem like he is going to be a much bigger deal than he's going to be mm-hmm. and then uh, sideline him for the next yeah. two movies. And I was like, that is I mean, you don't even have to say anything else besides that. I mean, that's what that's literally what happened. And there's no other way to look yeah. at it. I mean, it they, literally you look back at Force Awakens he was always the one holding the lightsaber. He was always the one mm-hmm. on all the posters. He was the center of the posters. You didn't even see Ray's face in the first trailer. You, all you saw was the was the little mask she the had mask. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, who do you see in the trailer light up the thing? You see Kylo Ren lighting yeah. up his and then Finn with the lightsaber. Yeah. And then you go to the movie and the, and you're like, like oh, nope. that's yeah. Like you maybe the first movie you're like, oh, that's like they kind of like, all right, kind of mess with our expectations, like thinking that it was going to be this guy, but it's really her. But then you just you're like, oh, that was fun that we did that. <laughs> but he's but he's yeah. not. He's he's not important. Yeah. And, he's not important. and <laughs> we'll mention it. We'll mention it in the last movie. We'll you know, we'll hint at it a little bit. And then he'll yeah. have something to say, tell Ray, but he's never going to tell her. You know, Ray, and then I we'll have him go to, to a casino. You. We'll have him go to a casino in Last Jedi, and yeah, that that'll do it. Yep. And then let's just not even put Kelly Marie Chan in the third movie. I mean, she's what's the point? Which and I love how also- again not to di- not to disagree with him, but it's like, like obviously they sidelined him, but I I feel like like you'd have to look at JJ and be like, what were you doing with Kelly Marie Chan's character? Like I get like the fans didn't like her. But that's yeah. no reason to like look right at her out of the movie. Like, well, nobody liked you. So here's your two lines and that's all you get. Yeah. yeah. And also something <laughs> I just thought of, which I don't know how deeply I want to look into it, but something I did just think of. He makes Finn be the one to sideline her. He makes yeah. Finn sideline Rose, <laughs> which is like even more like <laughs> fucked up because you're like, <laughs> it's like. Well, it was JJ. I mean, okay. I'm not going to go down that path. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to start saying (laughs) stuff like that, but it's just, it's so fucked up. It's just all this stuff, the Ray Fisher stuff, the John Boyega stuff, all of it needs to be addressed. They need to, I guarantee you, Disney has been kind of quiet on it. I guarantee you if they talk on it, which I, I really think they do. Disney's good about that stuff. Um, I think they'll definitely take more action than Warner Brothers and they will definitely be on John Boyega's side. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. absolutely. If they ever officially yeah. comment on this stuff, they will they go, are gonna... Kathleen, it was your fault. Yeah, and I don't even know <laughs> if he means Kathleen Kennedy. Like I don't even know yeah. who he means, but he just was like I think it's maybe just one of those things where he was talking like it was just kind of a building of a ton of stuff. Like he could just kind of yeah. see the direction the wind was blowing. It wasn't really yeah. one person in particular. Uh, but yeah, so that that'll do it for the news. You know, a little bit of a downer to talk about, but it's something that has to be talked about. You know what I mean? It's got to be <clears throat> talked about, like Ray Fisher says, and all of his stuff, you know, accountability yeah. over entertainment always. Um, and I firmly, firmly agree and believe in that. Um all right. So, yeah, with that, since we're not live, I don't think, TJ, do you want to take a quick break or are we good to? Uh, yeah, I'll be back in like a minute or two. Oh, no Sorry. problem. All right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll be right back in just a second. Hang tight, everybody. All right. 
indeed welcome back everybody so uh like we said it's going to be kind of a shorter show today we're just going to wind things down with our review of the avengers game um so basically uh we both got the avengers game um on what was it friday night right or yeah. thursday night oh no thursday night right yeah so we both bought it on thursday night uh or he bought it he pre-ordered it a little bit ahead of that but you mm -hmm. couldn't actually play it until Friday morning at 12. Yeah. If you pre-ordered it like weeks ahead, I think you could you could have played it a week that week. Like, yeah, Monday. like it unlocked since on I pre-ordered yeah. it that same week. It was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then same here, because I technically pre-ordered it like a day in advance mm -hmm. or like a couple hours in advance. I did not yeah. get the open window. Um, so we both had to wait until you know early Friday morning. Um, I was able to load it up and play about the first hour that night, uh, and then I was just too tired, so I just I went to bed. Um, woke up the next day, played it a ton, um, and then I had to go uh, over. I actually stayed over at uh, about to be my roommate's uh, house for the weekend. Um, so I came back uh, yesterday? Today? Yesterday. Uh, and I just tore through it. Me and TJ, we were up last night playing it, until I think like 2 a.m. Um, yeah. I, I had a, well, we'll get to it, but I had some real frustration um, with it and I just got too tired. So I conked out, didn't finish it last night and then I finished it up today. Um, so what, do you want to just go through, you know, how, how you played it, how fast you got through it and stuff like that? Um, so like I said, I think I started the campaign. We're talking the campaign, obviously, specifically. Yeah, um, this is just campaign, a review for the campaign yeah. and so the gameplay. Yeah, so campaign's probably eight, ten hours, I would say. Yeah. Um, so I think I started it Friday. And I played for a little bit, and then I really finished it. Or I really played it yesterday, which is Sunday, and then I played it today. Um, and that's when I would say probably yesterday is when I finished, I completed most of it. Um, basically, I liked the story. Um, I liked it more than actually, I don't know. I, th I liked it more than like Fallen Order or a game like that. Um, I mean, we'll get into like the gameplay. Um, I found the combat to be fun. Okay. Um, I think what? No, I just didn't. So you, oh. you said you like this more than Fallen Order. Yeah, I like the story more than Fallen Order. Okay. I wasn't that big of a fan of the story of Fallen Order. Okay. Um, um, but I think the combat, like I said, I think I said it to you when we were playing, I think it's kind of what you make it. And I feel like some of the characters have more depth in their skill tree than some other characters. Like, I feel like Kamala, obviously, like I said, I feel like has the most depth in her skill tree. Um, as far as fighting tactics go, um, different punches, different combos, um, I mean, the the biggest problem I feel like with this game is the optimization. There's there's many times as you're going to get into it as well. Is it's just I'm looking at two frames a second here on my monitor. And oh my I, word! Full, and by the way, we're playing on we're, we're playing, playing on, on PlayStation PS4. Four. So that just I mean, like as, regular, as not, you know, not pro, not pro. Yeah, like PS4. Yeah, like as you know we've talked about many times you know our we have we have pretty good computer setups you could see it in the reflection yeah. of my tv and you know tj's when he moves the chair um but if we had played on that i am hoping 
that it we, it, it would, would not be, be that better. kind of an experience. But yeah. holy, the fr- I mean, I think two frames a second is generous in some parts. <laughs> there are literally some. I mean, let's just. I mean, we're we're talking in the notes. We have it broken down on the overall feel of the game. Yeah. Then a non-spoiler kind of story review. Then a spoiler review for everything. If we're talking overall feel, holy gosh. Some parts, and we're talking about like 1% of the overall game, if that, like like a fraction of a percent of the overall game. We're talking about seconds at a time, but holy shit, those seconds are awful. I'm sorry. I, okay, spoiler alert for my review. I enjoyed the game. I know he kind of, TJ already said, you know, he, he enjoyed it as well. I enjoyed the game. But holy shit, they need to get they need to do something. I literally said to TJ at one point while we were playing through it, because we were in the Discord chat. Um, yeah. We were talking in Discord as we were both playing through it, because for a while there, we, we we were like synced up basically with where we were in the campaign. Um, I literally told him, I was like, I think this game was like 95 percent done. And they said, just push it out. Just put it out. Yeah. Like I was like, this is not a finished game. There were there's other things I'm okay. I really liked this game. I want to make that clear, but I have a lot of negative things that I just want to get out of the way. That's why I'm talking mm. about them right now. Um, the other thing that I know me and TJ both and this is how I know, too, that this is a developer thing, because me and TJ have two. We're living two different towns right now. So we, we're on two different, you know, Internet mm-hmm. uh, satellites. We're on two different PlayStations. So. It's not any of those. Uh, you know what I mean? It's not like those things because we had the exact same issues in the same places of the game. Yeah. Uh, the other issue that I know he had too is the subtitles. I'm someone that I play <laughs> with the subtitles on. Yeah. They, I swear to you, they literally they copy just copy and pasted the script. <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> it, because literally there, there was like descriptive stuff where it was like, mm-hmm bruce looks longingly over the ledge and it's it was yeah. like why that's <laughs> that's not and then and then yeah. there were worse parts where it wasn't just like weird that there was like descriptive audio stuff in there because mm-hmm. like we get that you know like i we work well not we anymore but we work in a movie theater people need descriptive audio for stuff but like that's not the same thing as subtitles those mm-hmm. are two separate things yeah um and then the worst part was and it didn't really happen until like the very final mission. The subtitles weren't even correct. It was like they oh, used yeah, an, was it was bad. like they used an old draft of the script yeah. that they copied and pasted. Because for that, example, that that part made me think that they maybe the voice actor was um, kind of um, what's it called? Um, oh my god, uh, just kind of free flowing, you know. And kind of going off script a little bit. And then they just like were like, eh, close enough. And they went paste <laughs> into the subtitles. Um, oh. Real quick, sorry, on the story, uh, I just want to touch on. Like, in my opinion, the story grabs me right, right away. I mean, I was a, pretty attached to Kamala from the beginning with her, the whole relationship with her dad and, you know, her going to this festival, A Day. Um, and uh, like you said, though, the story I thought was great, but like some of the gameplay is like, oh my god! And I think you're being generous, saying one percent. I think it's more than that, because I think there was a lot, a lot of times where maybe it didn't get to, it didn't get two frames, but it it, it was like ten. 
and it was like i'm like what i'm like what am i even looking at and especially i i don't know if you had the same problem the the final but the final boss fight i i think i called it just like a clusterfuck of frames so i was like i really don't even know what's going on here oh you're muted Sorry, I, my headphones. <laughs> my headphones died for a second. Oh, okay. Um, my uh, yeah, we might have to cut this uh real short. Uh, okay. But uh, I was trying to get them back online. Uh, we're good though. Uh, we'll see how long we can there. go. Um, yeah, that final boss battle. While it was oh, also, I will say, but this is not the spoiler section. But in the final mission, which is mm-hmm. like a really long mission, it's way longer than any of the other missions. Like there's a lot of stuff in it. Um, there's a thing where you have to fight a ship. That battle takes longer than the boss battle. Like I was done with the boss battle even quicker oh, than. Yeah, the boss battle took me a little longer, I thought. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah. like super quick. Uh, well, OK, there's kind of two. TJ will know what I'm talking about or anybody's played it. There's kind of like two sections of the boss battle. I think maybe yeah. I'm just thinking of the first one before the big thing happens. Um, so maybe it did take a little bit longer, but just the yeah. fighting I, the actual villain felt like it was like really quick. Yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong with the boss battle. I feel like they were like throwing everything at like every enemy they had created. I feel like they threw at me while I'm trying to um, for like the biggest problem I had with the boss battle was caps part where you're throwing the shield at the, the engine and I'm, you're just getting obliterated by, you know, by all the side side fire and stuff. I'm like, Oh my, I'm like, I literally, I think I died like once or twice. I was like, I can't even hit this. And then I shot, send you a Snapchat is caps like down. And basically how you revive somebody is there's like a circle that forms around the character and the other characters come and run into the circle. You have to stand there for about five seconds, I think or so. Yeah. And they get back up. (laughs) <laughs> this when i was playing with the ais cap was down for a good i think it gives you a 40 second timer he was down for 40 seconds nobody helped me <laughs> i was like uh hello and i at least showed you i was like they're alive like if you're looking Man, at their health yeah. bar the ai um, teammates in this are yeah god awful I, th- I, th- I think it varies i i would it would vary to me yes i think it varied mission to mission they would get me sometimes yeah um but what was what was the problem the biggest problem you had not with the oh it was the difficulty problem that you were having oh my gosh yeah okay so there's this one thing again not spoilers but i want to be specific the mission is called alone against aim it's one of the first missions when you're fully uh you know you've seen by the trailers and stuff you know tony is in an iron man suit if that's a spoiler for an avengers game i'm sorry but tony stark is inside of an iron man suit and you're going on this mission that's called Alone Against Aim. Um, it's basically this mission where you're fighting your way through a city um, and you get to this AIM headquarters because AIM in the in the game is the main like villain. It's the it's the the cannon fodder villain. It's the evil corporation of the story and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically get to this big, uh, you know, like headquarters for AIM. And you have there's like this circle that you have to stay in while Jarvis hacks the door. And you're also fighting off. I think it's four or five waves. I think it's four waves and then like Mm -hmm. a big tank thing at the end of enemies. But you have to stay inside the circle the entire time. But the way and I'm, I'm getting to the difficulty part in a second, I'm just talking about the actual game 
my difficulty issues aside, the actual gameplay, TJ even said, he said he was listening to some review that said Iron Man is not made for that kind of gameplay. When you when I would be in that circle and somebody would run at me, I would try to do like a thruster punch and Tony kicks in the thrusters, punches him, but then flies like five feet out of the circle. And then Jarvis is like, sir, remember to stay within the and you're like, I'm sorry. The fact that every time this guy throws a punch, he flies across the room like I don't this character is not meant for like a ground punch battle. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like obviously, like in the movies, like Civil War, he does. But that's because in the movies he can stay planted to the ground in the video game. You're always hovering. You're like always hovering it's just it was impossible and then the difficulty thing on top of it there's this whole convoluted kind of weird power level ranking system to tell you how difficult the missions are going to be it's basically real quick sorry if you just look at destiny with light levels and how it says on different missions it's recommended power light level yeah they basically have the same thing where it's just a power level and then just like a level so they have like Mm -hmm. your level 20 and your power level is 39 or something i don't know so yeah um yeah so basically i was like what is going on with this i kept dying over and over and over and over again i literally (laughs) played that level for two hours um i died at least 15 times i would say well i shouldn't say died i either died or failed the mission because i didn't stay inside the circle because they captured the circle yeah, yeah because you know i have to stay inside the circle to capture it but they don't have to have anyone in it and then their percentage just keeps going up because that makes sense i don't know that that's like another crazy thing Uh, guys i love this game i really like this game believe me (laughs) it's just there's a lot of technical issue and these are all technical issues yeah but with a video game that's kind of what matters in a video game to me story is second I think yeah. they nailed the story in this game, like, but the game good. has to be enjoyable and it <laughs> yeah. has to, beyond enjoyable. Yeah. It has to work. Um, and there's and some then, combat. Yeah. There's some combat things like I think I told you about where, you know, if you've ever played like Ar- the Arkham games or Marvel Spider-Man on PlayStation, you know that, you know, when the the uh, the no- notice above the enemy's head goes yellow or red, you know, to dodge. OK, oh. But like with this, where it's like, you know, you have to run at. So if you double tap circle, that's dodge. So you can't press it once. You have to press Mm -hmm. it twice, which doesn't really make much sense to me. I don't know why you wouldn't just do once, because in my opinion, I think it was Batman. I think it's Arkham where it's you can or no, it's Spider-Man where you're running at the person and you just press circle once to jump over them, you know? Yeah, but this you have to run at them and hold circle, which I find very awkward for some reason. Um, so I would much rather have it where it's you know it's single 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 circle to jump or to dodge, mm-hmm. and then maybe you're running at them and you double tap circle to jump over. You know them. why it's awkward? I was just why? thinking in my head. Where's my hang on? I have my PS4 controller right here. So right here, right? Yeah, you're running at them. And then yeah. you have to hold circle, but then yeah. you have to move this to tilt the camera around to oh, look at the too. person yeah. you jumped over. That's why yeah. it's so awkward, because like this wouldn't be that bad. It's inconvenient, yeah. but it wouldn't be that bad. But the fact that you have to go like this and then move <laughs> like 
It's like it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. The, it's like, so over. Don't get me wrong. Like we've talked about, like the cosmetics are cool, and they have a very uh, Destiny style loot system where you with pick gear up, and stuff. You know, gear and stuff but the gear like in you know destiny you can customize your gear different shaders everything this the gear like and it appears on your over, body yeah it doesn't yeah. show up over the cosmetics for some reason so you could have a hulk skin but all your gear like i think hulk is like uh wrist things and then like um like something on his chest or something but that doesn't show up yeah it's not physically which represented is most, which is stupid like what why mm-hmm. like I want to I want to care about the gear. That's the whole reason why people that's one of the reasons people love Destiny. Or not not one of the reasons, but like a small reason why I like Destiny um and why I played it is because I liked I liked leveling up the gear, but I also like keeping the stuff I could keep and then customizing mm-hmm. it and how I liked it. Um and this game just doesn't do that for some reason, which blows my mind. Um and they they definitely tried to go with the Destiny route, but also trying to change things while making it their own but it almost it kind of fails in that way where i mm-hmm. wish it would just go it would call up bungie and go hey i want your loot system can i use it and they go yeah sure and then i just take it and make it marvel yes you know? <laughs> and like for example i'm trying to find a good picture okay this is a good picture right here right here uh nope that's an awful picture okay this there we go okay yep that's very good Okay, let me pull up on screen here this picture of Ms. Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan, right here. Mm-hmm. She wears this outfit, the red and the blue with the red scarf. She puts that yeah. on at some point in the game, about halfway through. She changes from wearing a Captain Marvel shirt to wearing this blue and red outfit that's going to be her outfit later on. But... Um, this picture here that I have, that's like the box art for the game. She never has this golden, the golden symbol on it until the very end when she gets like her like Stark suit for the final battle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but her gear is the, is the Ms. Marvel emblem, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't show up over the thing. Like, why do you advertise? Like, my thing is. Why do you advertise that this has the symbol on it? And then in the game, there's gear to put that symbol on her, but it doesn't actually show up on her. Show up. Yeah. Like, what it is the point no of that? Sense. Like, yeah, it's just things that they made. They tried to do where it's like, let's try to make this our own without blatantly like copying this other game. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And of course, obviously, like I said, with the loot system, they do that. It's where it's you're fighting, you're fighting enemies. They drop armor and you pick up the armor um and i think i think i said to you too is i feel like you get armor way too quickly as well um i feel yeah. like it you it, it needs to be a grind you need to be grinding for, that's what mm-hmm. that, again that's the only thing that draws people to destiny <laughs> it's a grind yeah and <laughs> that's know? the that's the thing is that i think this game they decided to make the grind instead of the gear make it mm-hmm. the skill points but to me yeah getting skill points it yeah. does nothing for me that I don't I yeah. don't really care to to get all the skill yeah. points. You know what I mean? But like, the again, gear... it makes it sound like we fucking hate this game, but we actually really like it. It's just I, there's a lot of things that I would change. <laughs> there's a lot of things that I would change. Yeah. Absolutely. So. All right. So let's go. Let's go over spoiler. to what we yeah. like and, and okay. let's go to the spoiler. So let's like do that, it the yeah. same way. Same way we do for the movies. I know 
letterbox you can't review games but let's throw mm-hmm. up our our uh our star rating i i think i'll okay. go first um, are we going gameplay and story and everything uh you know what because it's, it's a game factoring. and it's kind of different let's do two separate ones let's do okay. gameplay and then story um i would go gameplay mm-hmm. i would give it honestly i would give it a th- three out of five for gameplay um i would give it a three out of five three out of five stars for gameplay um for story i would i would give it a 4.75 out of five i'd give it a 4.75 out of five i think i think what this game nails is the story i think if you're a marvel Mm -hmm. fan if you're a little bit of a gamer fan or a game fan or whatever um i think you're gonna love this game uh if you're like a big gamer and stuff i think that's where you might fall off of this game is because there's some things that are really frustrating um but that's yeah that's like my my uh two cents yeah. on it what would what would be um, your scores gameplay i probably agree with you with three i want to say 2.75 to three probably more three okay um because i don't think it's like terrible but like we said like, fra- yeah, like for like me i wouldn't go below the- fresh yeah no yeah like the frames is oh my god and just, just the little tweaks that i said i would make mm-hmm. stuff like that really brings it down in my opinion um with the story i'd probably go four and a half because yeah. you know really, like really i said i've kind of as soon as i was introduced to kamala khan i kind of fell in love with the character yeah um, i wanted to see her succeed even though i think as you i think you stated it too she kind of takes a back seat a little bit in yeah, the that's story. An, that's you know what I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna go to a four point five out of five because okay the story is pitched that she's the driving force of the game. She's the driving force yeah. for like the first hour and a half and like the yeah. last forty five minutes, and yeah. like a a little bit right in the middle, like that. But that's pretty much it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like she gets sidelined pretty quickly, and she's not on a lot of the missions. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, do you want to go into like spoilers and stuff like that real quick? Yeah, let can... me let me go ahead. I'll throw up the uh, throw up okay. the old spoiler warning there. Um, yeah. So, why don't you just take it away? Give us whatever spoilers you know you want to talk about here. Um, so I liked the whole. Uh, oh my god, I forgot his name. <laughs> What's the villain's name? <laughs> oh, uh, Modok. George. Modoc, yeah, uh, George yeah, yeah. Charles. I liked. I liked that whole thing. I kind of wish he had the whole like. Uh, I wish he had the whole glass like thing where he's like just kind of his head like yeah, the, and he's got like little arms and shit like that. I wish that I wish I got that whole thing. He had a little bit of the little happened. arms in this right at the yeah. end. He had yeah, a little yeah. where he went like um, this with one of them, and I was like, yeah. oh, it just flopped to the side. <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, Steve, uh, as you've seen in the trailer, is dead. Turns out he's not dead. He's actually on a spaceship. Um, which again, that was a cool little. Oh, don't um, you mean don't you mean the Ambrosia? shield satellite exactly yeah um which i thought that was a cool mission um one thing i think the voice actors nail real quick was the uh like you said the cadence so it's almost like they're the mcu characters but it's just different people voicing them yes and obviously different character models and stuff like that which actually one other thing i will say is about this game um i did actually i found myself getting used to the characters pretty quickly i thought i would be like I'd look at like Thor and I'd be like, well, that's not Chris Hemsworth, you know? And I agree. 100%, I think when yeah. this, when this, when they revealed the characters, obviously they had bomb voice actors like Noel North and uh, Troy Baker. And, yeah. 
Um, the other ones like escape my, I don't yeah. know. I mean, they had like, those are the big ones. That cream I know. of the crop voice actors. Yeah. Um, to, to play, but the character guys. miles, everybody was like, oof, like those are rough. And yeah. I remember and they I were, was like, for, to be fair, they were, they, but it was, it was early. <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking, I was like, oh man, I wish they would just like, cause obviously they'd have to pay them for their likeness if they were to use them. And obviously you'd also get the difficulty with Disney where Disney would be like, well, people need to know that this isn't like a, the same thing. You know, it's separate. It's completely separate. Like this story is not involved with the MCU in any way, shape or form. That being said, though, we better be getting MCU cosmetics in this game. Oh, yeah. If you can, if um, we can get the cosmetics, um, if we can get, uh, oh, my God, what is his name? Spider-Man. Jesus, I'm losing my mind. Um, if we can get the MCU suits in the Spider-Man game, we should be able mm-hmm. to get the MCU suits in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I liked uh, the villain, Modoc. Obviously, um, we get a fight with um, Abomination. Um, that's cool with Hulk, which I actually found to be the most intriguing boss fight. I, I really liked that fight. I liked um, that I actually felt fight. like I was using Hulk's abilities. Yes. Um, um, yes. I do wish there was <laughs> yes. more of that where, like I said, I wish there was yeah. like, oh, there's Dr. Doom. There's uh, Venom. I don't know. Venom. Sure. Why not? Uh, even though Spider-Man's not in the game for only for PlayStation, he's not in the game yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish there was more of those kind of name brand boss fights, not just like, oh, this guy in a suit over here. Like, obviously not talking about Modoc. I mean, like, oh, this random like um, soldier for this company in like a mech suit. You know, mm-hmm. I have to fight him or this big giant robot ship, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, but overall, like I was pretty satisfied with how it ended. And when he jumped, when he jumps in the Sentinel type thing, I was like, oh, geez, this is going somewhere else. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and, let's talk. Let, I mean, we can talk about that really quick. That yeah. was a because this whole thing is, you know, you see in the in the trailer um, yeah. that the Quinjet, they have the Chimera. It gets like sucked into the ocean um, mm-hmm. by something. It's being attracted into the ocean by something. There's something in there uh, or not the ocean, but the San Francisco Bay, I should say. Um, it's like pulling it down. Uh, and the thing that you find out that's in there is a Cree Sentinel, which for anybody who has watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. out there, or, uh, you know, is just a big Marvel person from the comics um, or some of the MCU stuff. But they don't really they don't really touch on uh, on this part. Um, but basically, if you if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this game is huge for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans because it's, it picks up a lot of what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. covers in this game. Um, it, it's a big, big crossover with the actual like content. Um, so basically terrigen and terrigenesis and all that stuff is is originally you know a kree thing it came from space um yeah and then uh terrigenesis is basically you take uh this terrigen which terra Mm -hmm. is earth you know what i mean it's basically like they would take uh the the uh terrigen to the people of earth and like see what happens and this is all like comic book stuff from like long times ago like that's basically where like the name comes from and everything like the terrigen mist is like uh a big thing on agents of shield and Mm -hmm. stuff 
uh, and it, it all stems from space. Like it cut, it's all okay. to do with the Kree. So that's why it makes sense that that Kree Sentinel deep under the water was pulling the Terrigen from the helicarrier in. That's why, that's why that makes a lot of sense. And then okay. it, it must've been the Tarleton, you know, you found out that it was down there or something, uh, something like that. Um, but yeah, and and then uh, you see at the end, in the end credit scene of the game, after the Kree Sentinels, uh, which is an amazing, that's an amazing part of the fight. Kamala, she goes full in biggin. She, she mm. becomes a giant the size of the Kree Sentinel, like the size of like more than the Empire State Building, I'd say. Uh, and they have this huge fight where they're like basically knee deep in the San Francisco Bay and she impales him on the san francisco uh the san francisco bridge why did i just call it that bridge golden gate bridge golden gate Bridge. yeah i don't know what (laughs) we're out of our minds tonight um she impales him on the golden gate bridge and it's this awesome moment and stuff and then cut to the end credit scene uh you see that his little chest opens up and a little kree ship shoots out into space yeah it shoots out into space so it's like maybe there was a a little kree sleeper cell in there yeah. which which was actually alluded to in uh spider-man far from home where uh talos and them were talking about oh yeah, nick yeah. fury talos sorry we're in the spoiler section but spoiler for another thing um so maybe that's something where it was maybe a kree sleeper cell that has been dormant and now maybe they're going back and being like whoa the age of heroes has returned or so i don't know i don't know but um yeah i would say i mean i would say the game was really really good um is there anything last things you want to touch on story wise um that we haven't hit yet that you uh think people um, should know going in no i thought um i think it's a pretty good story that they tell i think like you said i feel like it's like disney plus esque, like it's disney plus level story um yeah uh again like you know overall just it's a good story it's just um, and it's still it's still a good game. Like we haven't even dove into the multiplayer yet, um, yeah. which I'm hearing is mixed, which is like it's not. I'm hearing expanded enough. If you I'm hearing if you play with friends, it's if fun. You, if it's fun. But they were. Yeah. But if you're playing with randoms or if you're playing it's, with AI and stuff, forget yeah. it. Like, forget yeah. it. That's what that's what I've yeah. heard is that it all comes down to who is on your strike team. Yeah. Which I guess um, makes sense. I guess that yeah. I guess I understand. That. And uh, yeah, I think I think overall encompassing everything that we've played, if I'm going to give it like a star rating out of five, I'd probably give it like a three and a half. I want to say. Yeah, I would say overall with story and gameplay. I think overall I'd give it a. I think I'd give it a three and a half. Yeah, I just think I yeah. just think some the of those gameplay really bogs things, it down, in my opinion. Yeah, I just it's, think some <laughs> of those technical things really, yeah. really detract from it. Um, and, you know, we say the story is on like a Disney plot. Let's let's uh, hop out of spoilers here because I want to wrap up um, yeah. out of spoilers. So whoop, spoiler alert off the screen. Um, we say like we think it's like a Disney plus level story. Um, but I mean, honestly, that's only because of how good the storytelling in the MCU has gotten. Mm. I would put this like on par, like this could have been the story in something like an age of Ultron. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that like age of the actual story of age of Ultron, like what that movie is about, I think is definitely on par with the story in this game. 
Yeah. Um, if not, I think maybe the story in this game is a little bit better than the story in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, and what we just said uh, was we just gave kind of a overall in at the end of the spoiler section an overall score. Um, so I'll just repeat it. Uh, I went with just a three point five. I think it's just something that uh, you know the the gameplay really just tarnishes it, brings it down a couple mm-hmm. levels. And uh, what was yours? Uh, three point five, same for the yeah. same exact reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just unfortunate. It's one of those things that's really and and of course like all games nowadays there's going to be updates that change things they're going to get better they're going to optimize it it's just you would hope and and this is a game that was delayed a couple times already it's just like you would hope Mm. that uh you know that stuff would be done before release um i don't know i just think in general i think video games take longer than video game companies give people to make them nowadays you know what i mean i just I mean, with the whole idea of like, you know, about crunch and stuff. Yeah, like, like the that. crunch hours yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, but that's yeah. the thing. If this is the product, even while they're doing that, you yeah, got to give like, some breathing room. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, just start the game early or just put it out a little <laughs> bit late. Like, I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, just take some extra time. Like, it, you will notice yeah. the difference. And also, your customer base will appreciate not working yeah. the uh, employees to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but uh but yeah so i think unless you got anything else you want to touch on i think that'll do it for uh this that'll show do it yeah it yeah. did end up being a little bit of a quicker one we're at about an hour and a half yeah. um but uh yeah man i don't know uh good game I <laughs> i'll would be happy say- to i'll be happy to i'll be sure to see if my uh prediction comes tr- comes true with uh what was it suicide squad or gotham knights is better than this game you said both of them you said both both these games yeah um and so far i'd say maybe maybe they maybe they have a good shot um but we will see um so just a few pieces of uh good housekeeping here before we head off again i'm gonna be talking to donald and tj in the next couple of days i'm gonna try and get them all set up to do a show on thursday um i just gotta see you know if i can email them you know like the stream key or something to see if they could just mm-hmm. do it quick live on youtube um like just signed in or not even signed in on my account but just i think if i give them the stream key it'll work um and uh so we'll keep you updated on that keep an eye out for the for our twitter that's at planet film pod uh on twitter i am at paste eating yak tj uh i'm at tj underscore cornwell and uh you know we'll be tweeting about it he'll be retweeting everything i'll be retweeting everything so if there's any news follow us there um i'll also make a post in the facebook group which is just planet film pod um on facebook there's a page and a group uh and yeah um so other than that i think that'll do it uh like you said as long as everything goes correctly um this will be going up uh tomorrow night which is tuesday so again if there's any news we missed that's why um yeah so uh, i'll say my name is uh sean monk And I'm TJ Cornwell. And uh, stay safe. And always remember to uh, be excellent to one another and party on, dudes. Catch you in the next one. Peace.